0: Welcome to I'm Anxious About, a podcast where two friends commiserate about our respective anxieties on a new topic each week. I'm Christopher Mitchell.
1: And I'm Allison Green. And today we are anxious about wasting money. breaths <laughs> uh,
0: i was gonna say whew, this is uh i guess this will probably be a topic that other people will identify with i mean probably anxious or not um that is to say you know whether someone's diagnosed with anxiety or or not i'm guessing this is something that a lot of people have anxiety about
1: yeah it's not a pleasant sensation to realize shit that was a waste of money. And sometimes you like know it's a waste as you're doing it, but you do it anyway. And sometimes it's only a realization that hits you later as you sort through your bank statements. But yeah, it sucks.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think there's, we'll get into this more, but I think there's like, there's there's levels to this, right? Like in some cases, you know, quote unquote, wasting money could be, something where like you decide to splurge on something that actually, you know, ends up not being a waste of money because you're I don't know, like you've been working hard for like a month and you buy yourself something which could be construed as a waste of money but actually like it's a celebration of all your hard work so maybe it's not a waste of money, you know, kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. But then
0: the other side of that coin is like perhaps it just is a waste of money. Like perhaps yeah. you just did not spend that money well and um and then you can just I don't know, wear the shame cloak and just uh just wear that heavy, heavy shame cloak.
1: (laughs) Shame hoodie.
0: (laughs) The shame hoodie, yeah. So many different uh
1: variations shame shame garments, shame residences shame books, shame lots of shame paraphernalia.
0: I'm anxious about we we bring the shame 3D.
1: Oh dear. So speaking of shame, Chris, um, on a scale of one to staring at a pile of money burning right in front of your eyes, how are you doing today?
0: <laughs> I like I like how clear this image is in my head. You know, I'm sure <laughs> listeners will imagine this. Muddy burning before they... I think I would jump on the pile you know what yeah, I mean like, yeah so...
1: you would be a fire blanket <laughs> yeah
0: exactly I think, <laughs> I think I just forget about the scale and just <laughs> jump on and try and save some of it um yeah uh how where am I on the scale um I'm actually pretty good today um nothing to I don't know there's nothing that's like one thing that's making me incredibly anxious today. I just have a lot of stuff to do in my head. Like I just, um, I put myself in that, uh, familiar position where I have a to-do list that was never reasonably going to get done today anyways, but I still wrote it, uh, as if I could get it done, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I'm like, I'm imagining like, uh, you know, as I'm speaking, I'm imagining like number four, seven, 12 on the list, you know, and I'm like, there's a bit of a TikTok around that. So I, um, I feel that a bit, but, but realistically probably like a, th- a two or a three. I mean, uh, I've been like get, getting a little bit more active lately and I feel like that's been kind of helpful for keeping things in check. So nothing too crazy on my end today. So probably, yeah, let's go with, let's go with a two or a three, a 2.5, even though we don't do the 0.5. So I'm just going to bend all the rules today. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know. Does that no, cu- does no. that up your score going with the point five? Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, we don't do, we don't do, what's the word? Fractions. We don't do fractions or decimals. Okay, so
0: fine. Then I will give myself a two today, um, which that is probably my also agitates score.
1: me because when it's a point you're supposed to round up. So like my inner like, okay, so- you know, like fifth grade math teacher inside me as being like mm-hmm. no you round up if it's 0.5
0: <laughs> okay so um i am a three and we're gonna move forward allison um
1: <laughs> where are
0: you on this scale of uh, one two watching a pile of money burn before your very eyes
1: I mean, that situation is not too far off from what I feel like yesterday was the culmination of. So um, yesterday we moved out of our office, which we optimistically moved into in the the summer days. Well, not really actually summer, but, you know, the metaphorical summer days of uh, last November. 2019. Before you know, we obviously realized what 2020 would do to our businesses and locked ourselves into a one-year lease. Um,
0: I was just gonna say, I think before now, before is just enough. You know, all that in a time before,
1: before in the before times, BC before Corona,
0: in the before times. Sorry, continue on
1: in the in the BC era, but um, so. We've had this office and I've pretty much just thrown a temper tantrum and refused to go there because even though we were paying for it, I just didn't want to be there because it was like a physical manifestation of all my broken hopes and dreams. And so every time I would go there, even though it would be like a physical space that wasn't my house that was relatively safe, I would feel super shitty while I was there because I'm like oh we got this office when like I thought I'd be pulling in like six figures and blah 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 and uh just all this stuff and you know also it became a thing where like I didn't want to go there because in order to get there like I'd have to waste more money of um taking a taxi because I didn't feel safe on public transit and then like likely buying myself like a takeout meal as well. um, Because by that point, I'd be hungry and lazy. And so it just started to feel like it was just this giant just money pit that so I just started avoiding it, making it, you know, more of a money pit, but a money pit I didn't have to look at. But yesterday, mm-hmm. I was reminded that the money pit existed. And we had to go and clean it out and uh, turn over the keys and stuff. So that obviously triggered a lot of Anxiety and me, just like you know, it wasn't that big of a waste of money because office space in Sofia isn't that expensive, which is why we, you know, didn't just like one hundred percent just break the lease and we're like peace. But like, uh, you know, it still didn't feel great to you know deposit that money never to be seen again all that time and. So I think I'm just kind of dealing with the anxiety of having dealt with that yesterday. So I have a little bit of like an anxiety hangover Mm because I had a couple panic attacks yesterday and those are no fun. So I'm just not doing super great. Um, I'm better today, but I still had like an absolute crying tantrum practically this morning. (laughs) And so, you know, not fantastic. So let's put me at a seven.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I think what I'm reminded of when you were just talking there is that uh, especially with anxiety can be really easy to keep things at arm's length. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, we realize over and over again that uh, sooner or later, we have to confront the things that we leave at arm's length. And oftentimes, yeah. it's, oftentimes, it's more painful because we've done a great job of emotionally, physically, all of these things, keeping them um, just out of the you know our ring of perception so to speak so
1: yeah it's
0: difficult because you know in a sense everything that you kept at arm's length probably came rushing back uh, with a, a, a bit of a waterfall of emotions
1: yeah it was pretty much like oh every every emotion i've been putting off for like six months just like came crashing down all at once and it was very overwhelming um yeah but
0: yeah so it's a know, good thing we're not doing an episode that is all related to this
1: no i mean that's actually why i suggested it yesterday when we were oh, talking because i was just like eh, it'll be a slightly cathartic i guess and uh yeah. and also yeah i just think it's something we can all relate to and i'm talking about this as sort of like tying in a lot uh to the past episode that we did on the past um because one like you know, we talk about how anxiety is generally a future facing sensation in most people's minds, you're anxious, expecting something. Mm-hmm. Um, but anxiety can also be shame scrapbooking about the past and like flagellating yourself for something you did, like a month, a year or t- 10 years ago, you know, yep. um, both can be anxiety. And so this is kind of more of the the latter kind of anxiety and anxiety about the past because you already wasted the money. Um, You're usually not worrying about wasting money in the future. Like maybe you are, but like, you know, I think wasting kind of, it entails a bit of a, what's the word? Uh, Like a thoughtlessness, right? Like a carelessness. And you don't really think so much about being careless in the future it's like you only more realize that you were careless from hindsight if that makes sense yeah
0: upon upon reflection you can understand what was and wasn't careless
1: yeah like unless you're someone who has like a like a compulsive shopping habit you know that's like a part of their mental illness or something like that then maybe i can understand like it being more of a future thing but generally speaking it's more of like a past regret kind of anxiety which just has a whole different energy to it. Like a very like sad violin energy as opposed to like a manic piano energy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I understand that. Yeah, well, I think that makes sense. But uh, something we've talked about a lot this year, just in light of everything, is that uh, nobody could plan for this. So probably just an- another reminder before we get into some of the nitty gritty in the episode that realistically there's, I guess I should back up and just say there's, there's a long list of things that I'm, that I'm ascribing as a lot of shame to, you know, that mm-hmm. that's coming back at me that I realize like, it's really, wasn't really my fault. You know, I didn't really, I didn't plan for this year to occur. Like it was going to, and nobody did. So that's probably quite frankly, just another casualty of this often difficult year.
1: Yeah, exactly. So oh,
0: I think this will be a good episode too. I just, I, another episode where I'll be, I, I think I'll be, uh, pretty grateful just to work through some things and talk out loud about them. I'm sure that I'll have a couple of realizations, no pressure on myself, <laughs> um, but uh, I guess before we get into it, just wanted to thank everybody for tuning in again. If you're a long-time listener, if you're a new listener, um, we appreciate you coming to listen to our, our ramblings as it were. Um, and uh, if you do like what you hear, we just really encourage you to subscribe and um to share it with uh anybody else who might enjoy it we uh don't plan on unveiling a large marketing budget probably due to the fact that we were too scared to waste money so if you want to help us out and just uh, let a a few friends know that might enjoy what we're up to
1: yeah. Over You're here our marketing way. budget. No pressure.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's, uh, And that's really what this episode is about, is trying to convert our listenership into free labor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, right on the money.
0: Yes. Nice. Oh, and there's going to be a lot of puns, I guess, right? Right I on the money. I think so. That's good, yeah. Yeah. I think so. So where do you want to start?
1: Let's start with I want to talk about not being able to let go of things physically that you bought that you wasted money on. Because for me, it's almost like I could start a museum called the Museum of of Purchasing Shame. That's just like... (laughs) And this is that, you know, onesie that I bought before I realized I had human thighs that will rub together at every second in the summer and make me hate my life and get a bad rash. And this is the planner that I bought thinking it would make me an organized person. And this is the armband that I bought to wear my phone to go running. But have I gone for a run? You already know the answer, dear listener.
0: <laughs> and so, so the museum it sits there gathering dust while you, while your heart gathers hatred for yeah. for the item.
1: It's like the opposite of the Museum of Innocence in Istanbul, which is like yeah. full of like very like charming mementos of uh, a woman he loved who he you know faltered with and can never get back uh it's just me and all the objects i bought that i shouldn't have that just correlate to self-hatred
0: i'm just picturing each one of those objects having their own respective sign you know for people yeah. to go to the museum it's like this item has caused allison immeasurable grief because of her inability to take up running yeah. <laughs> the band serves as a shame emblem for her inability to get the hell off the couch. <laughs> a scarlet
1: letter, if you will, of her inability to,
0: <laughs> to do If you will. And we know you, you will.
1: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So basically, at times, my house feels like a museum to it. And I've been telling myself that I need to like clean out my closet um, because it's pretty much right now the organization is literally the opposite of what it should be is that anything I like that I wear is on the floor because all the things that I don't ever wear are hanging up because I haven't touched them (laughs) in so long (laughs) and so but like I don't want to actually go through the clothes because like I've gained some weight since COVID I mean haven't we all and I don't want to like have to try things on to realize if they still fit or not, and if they're worth keeping. And so instead, they just like hang like specters in my fucking closet, and
0: <laughs> and, then, and unwittingly became a part of the museum.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh God, yeah. And then I feel like that's just such a perfect metaphor too. Is like the fucking things that I actually like and use are just on the floor. Whereas everything that I'm ashamed of is just hanging (laughs) in clear view, like it makes no sense. Yeah,
0: I mean, this is something I think people are gonna resonate with a little bit because we we sort of develop these strange systems unwittingly, you know. Like I'm sure you never sat down. You're like, okay, so if I (laughs) if I put all the things on the floor, you know, and then I put these things in the closet, like it just sort of happened where all of us, you drew lines unconsciously that now you won't cross. And you, all of a sudden you realize like you're in the middle of this grid and you're like, how the hell would I draw all these lines? Yeah, you know, exactly. Here I am. I, I'm not quite as bad with that, but that's largely because I'm pretty obsessive about researching the things that I'm purchasing to just a ridiculous degree. and you know, it often comes to a point where like I need to order it because there's a deadline. So I just like make a, you know, I don't know, I I guess like a relatively ill-informed decision at the last minute and just order it from Amazon, like the cheapest option or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's the same thing. Do you remember in the restaurant episode, I was talking about how when I sit down and I have a menu in front of me, like I just can spiral because I'm like, well, there's three options I really like. And, you know, and then I will ask the waiter or waitress like four questions regarding the three choices that I have. Yeah. That's kind of what I do with internet research. Um, <laughs> And I think I'm I'm okay at, at it, but because I put so much time in on the front end, I have such high expectations for what I'm getting back on yeah. the back end. I think I like put this, whatever this item is on a pedestal before it even arrives.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And for the most part, I'm pretty good at just being like, oh, you know, it was worth it. I got a good deal on it, whatever. But if the opposite is true and something arrives, which I'm just, I don't know, appalled by, like it can easily send me into spiral
1: mode. Oh, 100%.
0: Or like unreasonable outrage mode.
1: Yes, that, that is my default mode, is unreasonable outrage. <laughs> like, how dare I deal with the consequences of my own actions? This is insane. <laughs> so. so <laughs> Who do I speak to about this? I want to speak to my own manager. <laughs> so I, so I, have,
0: I have an example of this. Like a month ago, Bree and I don't order in that much food. So when we do... We like scour menus for quite some time, especially me. I'll go through it with like a fine tooth comb or whatever. So <laughs> I'm not the easiest person to live with. <laughs> Anyways. Um...
1: Well, as you were saying that, I was like, I, I was like, I got newfound respect for Brie for being also a person who has to come through the menus. I'm like, I I always knew I would like Brie when I finally meet her, but now I definitely know I'm going to like Brie when I finally meet her. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, like, I have my positives, too, you know, but um, this is one of those things where anyway, like, this story kind of will put a cherry on top of what I'm trying to say here. So Brie is like, we're hungry and whatever. And she's just like, look, Chris, I found a Chinese restaurant that like, it looks like it's pretty well reviewed. Like, you're at the gym. This is back in the time when you could go to gyms. And she's like, I'm just going to order it. Like, it'll be good. What do you think? And I was like, okay, sounds good. Um, let's let's do it. Let's do it. And then, like, I see the Uber Eats, like, so you can hear Koto in the background, probably. Anyways, so I'm at the gym, and, and uh, sorry, she sends me this Uber Eats, like, uh, I guess, like, picture of what she ordered and whatever. And then, like, I notice, like, the first thing I do is notice that, like, there was a, some sort of, like, campaign that like we could have used a code to apply to it that like would have taken money off so like i'm already like oh damn it like so then like already i've started to like spin myself into like a certain place and then the meal arrives and like it's the worst chinese food i've ever had like it's just like i'm not like a terribly picky guy i'm like super i was super hungry i wanted to like it so bad it was like this like strange gelatinous beef that like looked mm. like it was last made and i was like i can't Jillian do
1: it beef sounds like it should have been a punk band in the 80s
0: <laughs> that's true i probably <laughs> would have listened to them but i wasn't going to eat it and <laughs> and then i tried the other dish and i'm like not into i think not into it and then you know i'm a reasonable enough person to know like well it would be ridiculous of me to like turn this On Brie and be like, you should have ordered better because like that's just like what a piece of shit I would be. So I like don't go that route, but I'm like I can't accept it either. So I decide to like open up a case and I'm just like, listen, I'm gonna send you pictures of this meal. And for one, it arrived and like it was like spilled all over the bag. Like it started off poor, it got poor. Like it, I'm telling you, I was like I want to be kind here, but I'm like this is probably one of the worst five meals I've had in my existence. Like period, you know, without exaggerating, what can you do for me? You know? And like, basically they're like, they look at the pictures like, basically the guys like that does look pretty bad. Um, it looks like a Cape cold. It's spilled everywhere. Like we'll give you like 20 bucks off of your like 30 buck order or whatever. And then like immediately I'm like, I can put it to rest. I can move on. Yeah. There's like, there's resolution I've moved forward. But my problem is I don't often get resolution that's so definite and so the like pangs of guilt are ongoing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I'll let you. I'll let you respond to this in just like a, a second here because I <laughs> went on a huge tangent there. But I you're mentioned you're really riled record- up
1: about gelatinous beef. Yeah,
0: I think I. I think I've gone off the deep end here. Um, we'll have to put out the flame here. But I mentioned before we started recording that. I bought a game online for switch, like one random night to like try and make it a little bit more fun. It was like 12 bucks two months ago. And in my head, I'm still like that damn game. <laughs> <You> know. <Yeah. laughs> and it's so what I'm trying to say is I, I need to get better for the things that don't have a clear finish line. I need to get better at like self resolution, you know, and be able, like, yeah. move on. Not a big deal.
1: Yeah, that's something that's really hard for me when there's like not resolution and something is just like wasted or you just like have to just accept like a subpar result and be like, okay, that's fine, I guess. But like, it's never really fine. You're always going to kind of flip <laughs> back to it in moments where you're like, hmm, my brain feels like feeling bad right now. What can I make myself feel bad about? Oh, that stupid fucking game. And then it's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah but i i relate a lot to like what you're saying about food that's like a a, a thing that triggers me a lot if i order food and it ends up being bad because like i'm a pretty good cook so it's like when i order food i want it to be something that i couldn't or didn't want to do like i will you know order pizza because like i can't make pizza as good as other people you know or like uh, certain, like, cuisines, like Vietnamese food. Like, I can make decent Vietnamese food, but it takes a lot of time. I'd rather just order it. So when things are truly just bad, I'm like, well, I disappointed myself. And, like, I wouldn't even eat this if I made it. Like, so yeah. I'm definitely not going to eat this now. And something like that happened to me the other day, and it just made me want to throw a literal temper tantrum. Yeah, where and it brought me back to childhood literally because it was like uh we ordered on food panda the other day just like mcdonald's was having like a promo that was five bucks instead of like the normal like 12 or something ridiculous that it is and you got a free pie so like i was psyched and like really amping myself up about it but they like forgot the sauce that i need to eat to like you know hit all of the like creature comfort craving <laughs> buttons and so they forgot the sauce and i didn't have what are we talking
0: about sweet and sour or what
1: um the, the mustard i have to right. dip my chicken nuggets in the sweet spicy mustard it's so freaking good um so i only had like a leftover random barbecue sauce from like one past order because we order mcdonald's like <laughs> <an> embarrassing <laughs> amount <laughs> nice. But they always give you too much sauce. So we always end up with like a couple random sauces around, but I didn't have a mustard. In. And like, of course, my fridge has like three different kinds of mustard, but it's not the McDonald's mustard. And I needed the McDonald's mustard. And then so like that was already sad. But like, whatever, I coked, I used ketchup and I ate my my nuggets. And then I bit into the pie, expecting an apple pie. It was a fucking cherry pie. I wanted to, I like, I, I think I actually just started crying. Like, I think I just lost it. <laughs> so
0: the, the the first thing I need to mention is that we we got a whole bunch of new subs, new subscribers lately, and we should just quickly mention that we are not horrible brats. Um, <laughs> and I'm tying this to the fact that. And maybe this is just my own way that I'm just like coming to terms with the fact that we were big, big babies. But I do, I do honestly think that, especially with somebody like myself who's got a little bit of ADHD and anxiety going on, like emotional regulation is so difficult right now. Yeah. And I think something small like that, it's not really that, like, it's not actually that you didn't get the mustard, although it is in a sense too, right? But it's like, It's like you're so pissed off and frustrated at so many different things that are going on that this is one little thing that you can be angry at, but you almost ascribe all the other anger to it. Yeah.
1: It becomes like symbolic.
0: Right. Exactly. It becomes that larger than life thing and you can't regulate your emotions. You go into outrage and it becomes so much larger than itself. And you, even if you realize there's nothing you can do about it, you still can you know spiral and perhaps even more so you know like I I remember when I was a kid I like I don't know I had like I threw a tantrum but like really wanting ice cream or something like that and my mom I remember with Jillian was like listen the the place is closed like I don't know what to tell you you know and I just like and I just like went into like further tantrum mode yeah and it's just one of those things where I think that's an acceptable thing when you're nine years old (laughs) but but now it's like it's not necessarily that I would throw a tantrum for ice cream in front of brie uh like tomorrow but i think like this is a time period where we do have to be a little bit kinder to ourselves that the regulating our emotions is such an impossibility right now
1: yeah and so,
0: so like these little things are huge and then the other thing that you mentioned earlier that which i think is like really should be highlighted is that we're not feeling 100 percent, so we're trying to take that low hanging anxiety fruit and waste <laughs> and wasting money is definitely there. Right. Like,
1: yeah, it's tangible. It's yeah. frequent. It's yeah. like very yeah. like easy to spot.
0: Easy, so. easy, easy to spot. And to use the, to keep the ice cream metaphor going or not metaphor, just reference to keep that going. Like it's, that's such an easy today's flavor. Yeah. You know, it's just like, well i feel a little anxious or i feel a little down or whatever and this isn't even just anxiety like this can be depression too or or all kinds of things but like wasting money is 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 really easy low hanging fruit but i i would encourage people and I, even just myself when i'm editing this to take this in <laughs> chris take this in um is just to to understand like if there's nothing that can be done about it it's not worth wailing on it right so like in this instance let's say i'm really pissed off about this switch game which is like in and of itself a little ridiculous right but like the better approach rather than like avoiding my switch and not playing it so i don't have to see the like logo of the game the the more reasonable approach would be like okay so either a accept that since you can't see the future, you can't know what you're going to like for sure. So don't berate yourself for some, like it's impossible for you to have a hundred percent success rate on knowing exactly what you like. And two, I don't know, watch the trailer for the game or something like that. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. these are things which are borderline like productive and helpful for the future, like collapsing into a pile of used human you know, like
1: it's just not very <laughs> yeah, not very helpful. I'm like, is my webcam on, Chris? <laughs> That's how I feel like I look right now. A pile of used human.
0: <laughs> I was I was picturing the clothes on the floor, you know, like the <laughs> that you were talking about before, and then yeah. the pile of used human just came to me and I thought, I'll roll with it and uh, <laughs> I figured you were either gonna really love it, embrace it, I or be like, it.
1: "Chris, what
0: in God's name is a pile no, of I loved it. Good, good, good. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll let I'll let you respond to some of that passionate um, <laughs> speech.
1: <laughs> There's so many things I want to say in so many directions. Before we get too far away from the thing that sparked this, I wanted to talk before about how you mentioned agonizing over buying big things, you know, and like you need to do tons and tons of research. And I found I'm the same way as well. But to the point where like, I delay the purchase to the point that when I finally purchase it, I almost like don't want to use it. And there's like this massive opportunity cost from delaying it, you know, so like for classic example, a like high grade professional camera, right? I've been wanting a a decent like camera just to take my photography up to the next level for about four years, and I could have afforded a new camera for about three years. This year probably wouldn't be the best purchase, but let's move on from that. And <laughs> um, but like now, I've been dealing with a subpar camera, and now my camera is just straight up broken. And doesn't even turn on. And so there's like this big opportunity cost in delaying having bought this because now I've like gotten disenchanted with photography, like have lost like all interest in it. Mm. When I get the camera, I'm probably going to buy a camera that's like a little bit outdated for what I actually need or is not even what I need anymore because I haven't even let any skills develop in you know, over the past couple of years to where the point where I would actually need a better camera again, you know what I mean? I think there is something to be said about like agonizing over something so much to the point where you don't make a decision for so long that the product almost becomes kind of like worthless at a certain point to you. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, it does. It does make sense. And that's probably something I need to keep in mind as well, because I can sort of continue to Over research, if that makes sense, and just sort of at a certain point, I think it just becomes obsessive, right? And you just have to figure out what that point is. And it can be helpful to have a partner who knows you well to be like, you know, uh, especially if it's like not a big product, you know. Like, Mm -hmm. I also know myself well enough to know that I'll make the best of it. Like, if it's a I don't know, let's say a hockey bag because it seems like a very Canadian example and it's something I bought recently because I literally absolutely needed one. Um, and of course, ironically, the season was canceled four days after I bought it. <laughs> 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 but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but anyways, like it, it came down to a certain point where it was like, it was almost the realization like, okay, so Chris, this isn't a camera. You know, like the the margin of error here it doesn't really matter. Probably just go for something that's a good deal and uh, it's probably not gonna be life changing, right? And so yeah. that's just something that I try to keep in mind, like is this a life changing purchase? You know, if it's not, then just go forward with it and and, and like do your best. Um, but it's I think in in some ways, all the topics we talk about lead back to some similar roads and in this case like the wasting money thing it just it seems to lead clearly to me back to the whole like perfection thing right like why 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 would we be perfect at choosing the right thing every single time like if unless you have those skills right like the whole like omnipotent seance thing that we always kind of go back to like why would you get it perfect and so it kind of strikes me that like we we probably ought to just revert back to that good enough um mentality and just be like i i did try my best under the circumstances like i i did my research and maybe just be like i'm going to give myself 24 hours to research this or whatever one if it's a big purchase like a camera i'm going to give myself one week to research this i'm going to message friends i'm going to check reddit i'm going to do all of these things and give yourself a deadline and be like, and Sunday night, I'm buying this damn camera, yeah. right? And yeah. then like, like I, and this is not something that I've actually utilized, but in talking uh, about this, I realized, yeah, it would be helpful for me to have that deadline and be like, I need to get this done. I'm going to buy it one way or another. And then I know I can just hang that that flag or that, uh, that sign at least on on the purchase and be like, you tried your best, you know? yeah.
1: And at least you, you like you removed the "I'm not gonna make a purchase" out of the options because that's what like lets me delay and delay and delay. Is like I keep thinking that well, another option is just not buying anything, and really that's the option that I want to do most of the time because I don't want to deal with the anxiety of potentially having bought the wrong thing. So then I usually will just be like, oh, well, I guess that can wait. I guess it can wait. It can wait. It can wait. But if you have like a fixed deadline and you're like, I'm buying something by the end of the week because I need it. And this is my only time to research it. So it's like that sort of artificial time constraint that can be really helpful for people with anxiety. Um, Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, you just put it off and put it off. And then you just deal with something that's like subpar or incomplete for a long time. And then by the time you actually, finally make the purchase, then maybe you start flagellating yourself for not having bought it sooner. Like, oh my God, this makes my life so much easier. Why the hell didn't I replace this before?
0: Yeah. And I guess one problem is just that worth is really subjective, right? So like, it was this worth it. Things which are almost entirely subjective are are difficult in the realm of anxiety because it kind of depends on your mood that you're in already when you think about it.
1: Yeah. And I think that's another thing. (laughs) Yeah. I think it also depends if you're someone who operates from like a scarcity mentality or an abundance mentality. And I just, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if it's something innate or if it's something I can change, but I've always operated from a scarcity mentality And I don't know, I think it might just be sort of like, you know, I got that from my dad who got it from my grandma who emigrated during World War II, and just like had some very, you know, penny pinching and scarcity minded ways about her. Maybe it's just sort of like I've sort of inherited a little bit of that, that generational trauma from like just seeing what's happened, you know, and how that's like happened to my grandma and then what my dad manifested from that, and then what I manifested from that. So even though I grew up incredibly privileged and have never had a moment of non-self-inflicted scarcity in my life, I still operate from a scarcity mentality almost all the time. And my dad's the same way. Like, even though he wasn't super wealthy growing up, he, you know, he always had what he needed and everything, but he kind of comes from that scarcity mentality too. He will really agonize over his purchases. He's very frugal, very frugal minded. And so I don't know, it's just something that I always kind of operated from growing up. And meanwhile, like my aunt, on the other hand, um, different sides of the family, really comes from like an abundance mentality to the point where it would like infuriate me when she would use the word abundance. And once I remember having like a tantrum when I was a little kid about like thinking something was running out. And my aunt just went abundance to me, like singing it. And it has enraged me to the point that I still remember this like conversation in a parking lot, like 10 years or not 10 years, sorry, like 25 years later. Like this happened when I was five and I still remember it viscerally happening. (laughs) And so (laughs) I think people who stress about wasting money often have issues with coming from a scarcity mindset that there aren't enough resources and you allocated your resources, your resources poorly. And now you have to like make up for it.
0: I'm incredibly impressed. You knew what the word abundance meant when you were five, but I'm also not surprised. Uh. (laughs)
1: i knew enough to at least know that it was mocking and i hated it
0: (laughs) and you've also you've you've also crystallized the memory and knowing you i I know you literally went back in that moment to the the, like literally little allison looking up and being like you son of a bitch like i
1: don't have a gun yeah no i i literally did like i think it i I think i was having a tantrum in like the whole foods parking lot which is like could it be any bougier like could i be any more of a fucking diva having a tantrum at age five in a whole foods parking lot like jesus christ (laughs) how privileged california do you get but uh
0: (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think all of that makes sense, though. And I i was just thinking about where it stems from. For me, I, I don't know, I think, like, I always just wanted to have enough, you know, like, I think my goals have never been related to wanting the biggest and the best things. Like, I'm, I'm often very comfortable just not keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, my televisions from 2007, and I bought it on sale from a walmart because it had no case for it um like literally off the shelf i was like oh i'll give you 450 bucks for this (laughs) and it's like it still serves us well you know and so i'm careful like not to spend when i don't need to at the same Mm -hmm. time i want to be able to spend on the things that i would appreciate and sometimes that means like i don't know my brother will he messaged me last year during the playoffs So like when the, I'm a big sports fan and the Leafs were in the playoffs. And he was like, Chris, like, this is a batshit crazy idea, but would you want to go to the game tonight and just like flurge on last minute tickets? You know? And in that case, I was just like, I'm never going to forget this memory with, uh, with my brother and, and, and screw it. Like, you know what? I work hard enough that I'm fine with it. You know, I'm going to spend it at the same time, my relationship to money has changed a lot since I started working for myself in 2017, because I can almost, you know, figure out what work was done. You know, like if I paid 250 bucks for the ticket, I can almost, you know, roll through the Rolodex in my mind of purchases or, you know, look through the transactions almost visually and like spot a a money that I made around the same amount. And I'm like, well, I guess that's gone. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, yeah. I can sort of like match the transactions and I have to be careful not to do that yeah. more to think, um, more to think in like a macro lens of, of things, um, especially considering some months are going to be good and some months aren't going to be as good. And it's like riding the, riding that wave is as difficult as it is without trying to um, match purchases to, <laughs> to make sure you're fitting in that shame.
1: <laughs> yeah, just gotta squeeze it in any way you can. Yeah,
0: just yeah, find ways to. You may, wanna, you may not want to. You may not want to get certain clothes from your closet, but you will always find the shame cloak.
1: <laughs> always, and it always fits.
0: <laughs> like a glove. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because you've been eating too much in quarantine. <laughs> 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 um, oh yeah. So I want to also take this to one incredibly specific uh, thing that I constantly hate myself for, which is not canceling subscriptions in time. And then just like looking at my bank statement and being like, like but then also not necessarily acting on canceling that subscription in that moment of shame and actually making something productive of it but being like you know what that shame that was such a nice hit of shame I think I'd like to repeat that in exactly one month from now because there's also a part of me that's like maybe I'll change and be the kind of person who actually does listen to my audible credit this next month
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I know you've got more to say about this, but I just, I have a specific example too of I have an email newsletter, right? And like, I've recently decided that it's not worth the money that I'm spending on it. So I'd like to switch it to a different platform, but I just really haven't got around to it. But they send me an estimate once a month anyways for like what my bill will be. So that's a guarantee, right? But I've also been snoozing the previous records of, of like what my estimate will be, to constantly remind myself that I need to, to like do something about this, and so literally my email inbox, I get like a month, like every month now because I've like snoozed so many, they're just like constantly coming back at me. I get like, like one in three days, I'm getting an email that's like, fix this, middle <laughs> trip, you know? And like it's become it's become this like horrible carousel that I can't get off of because it's I like can't a figure phone
1: out phone that just keeps ringing, and you're like, where did I hide the phone?
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I've, I've almost created this system now where it's like, I can't avoid it, but it's almost too much. Like there's too many reminders to the it's point the where I'm like, I, of shame. yeah, like I, MailChimp's already barraging me once a month, but like past Chris has created, <laughs> you know, so many different ways that I'm sort of cracking the whip on this, that like, it's almost come to the point where it's become comical because it's like not this again like i i see it and i get a reaction so i'm i'm finally going to deal with it shortly but um i just wanted to share that hyper specific example too yeah where it's like it's something i need to move on but i also know the work that's going to take to transfer over to it so it's like again it's like this thing where it's like i know it's not the best use of my money but that transfer is going to cost me like 10 hours of frustration which will probably lead to like at least one frustrating or two frustrating days and as we know with anxiety one or two frustrating days can uh, can have an effect on the week at large so you're like so I think you it'll you have to almost,
1: stretch out longer yeah,
0: you, yeah yeah exactly right so you know what you're you know what you're signing up for and i think that can be part of it with the uh, in this case i think it's probably a little bit uh, over over the top i mean in some of your cases, I'm sure it's just a matter of actually just like emailing them back and being like, I don't want this anymore. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, in some cases it's literally like three clicks, but I still just, <laughs> I don't want to admit that. It's like, I'd almost rather keep paying $12 a month to pretend that I'm someone who will use Skillshare than there you to go. actually unsubscribe it's worth the $12 to me to think that I care about self-improvement and will do something different.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, actually, that's a really interesting point though, because that's a, that's a mentality I can relate to. And that's a mentality I'm sure other people can relate to. Like you invested in something which you know will have positive connotations. Like if you, if you really do dive into Skillshare or whatever, And you're really using that, it could have a really positive effect, but you never get around to it. But then admitting that you're not gonna use it is another thing altogether, right? Because then you're a
1: source of anxiety because you feel like you're closing the door on like this like person you could be if you suddenly had like motivation and follow-through and all of these magical things that don't seem to come so easily when you have a mental illness. And it's like it's almost like there's this shining light in this door, and you're trying to get to the door. And then you're like, "Should I just close the door? No, I think <laughs> I'll just leave it open, but I won't actually go near the door. You know, I'll just like I'll just look at the open door and pay twelve dollars to the open door, but I won't actually go near the open door."
0: it's that it's that closet again it's self it's self-populating it just it adds clothes itself and you don't want to open it because you're like oh gosh there's so many more clothes in there now
1: (laughs) i'm trying so hard not to turn around and look at my closet as we talk every time we talk about it like for some reason the door is open because it's just mocking me and it's like every time you say the word closet i like feel my eyes creep back towards it i'm like nope gotta face forward what is it
0: is it is it is it Home Alone, where, like, he has those nightmares about the closet coming alive? I can't remember the movie. Do you know the movie I'm talking about?
1: No, but I'm scared of closets, as it is, because I've seen too many horror movies where, like, demons possess closets. So, like, okay. I actually cannot sleep in a room with an open closet door.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> that's for another episode. And... I'm anxious
1: about closets. Writing yeah. it
0: down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Writing it down. <laughs> I, th- I think we might have to do that actually someday. I think so I think, too. I actually yeah, gonna... like.
1: I added three three potential episodes to our list just now as we were uh, chatting. Nice,
0: nice. I like it. Great. So I think we're we're getting closer to to wrap up phase. I think I, I in my head I was going to take it in some direction, but I forgot which direction I was going to take it in. So uh is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we switch into like tips and tricks and all that good stuff
1: uh yeah the last thing is it's sort of related to the subscription thing but like bank statements and credit card statements looking at them is such a it's something that i avoid so much for like the potential anxiety of like realizing that like something that I didn't intend to, you know, like a a subscription ended up getting renewed, like an annual one that's like a big one or something. And, or like a, or just like realizing that this impromptu purchase that you made, like, oh, I ordered a bunch of novels in Portuguese thinking that I was going to read them. And now I just remembered they're sitting in a box from Amazon at the bottom of the cl- large closet floor. <laughs> not, not my personal closet, the, uh, the washing machine closet room or things that's like oh we really aren't gonna do the things in here. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, that's like that's like the really that's very low on the totem pole it, it's, it's the closet's uh,
1: closet basically
0: <laughs> that's that's where that's where dreams go to die oh it's,
1: yeah <laughs> staying in their amazon packaging on the closet's closet floor but yeah just Bank statements and just tracking finances in general for me is a major source of anxiety to the point where I just don't track them until I have to for something. And then I frantically try to reconstruct what I bought from like the indecipherable code of random vendor names. And then I end up like Googling like, what is like SJ947? Boise, Idaho. You know, they're just like always the most <laughs> random collections of things and you're like, how the fuck am I supposed to know if this is fraud or legitimate? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think sorry, I'm just picturing my I'm picturing that because I, I have I've had to do that in the past, rifling through old statements and stuff like that. And, and um this is a good transition into into tips, actually. I, I now use a software program called Wave where uh I'm I've created categories for different purchases and I have like a, a system that's really quite easy. Like I have the transactions, I like literally file them away and click a little positive check mark that like files it away as like, as, that I've reviewed it. And so it mm-hmm. makes it a lot more manageable because when I go to check out how everything's doing, I have like clear charts and then I just go to like transactions and just go to you know the ones I haven't filed through i give my i make sure that you know we talked about timing before in, a, in other episodes i make sure that i'm doing it you know at a good time when i'm not like frazzled at the end of the day mm-hmm. um, and i just go through it carefully and figure out exactly what everything is and oftentimes i'll just take an initial sweep through and i'll file away 75 percent of the transactions where i know exactly what they are and leave those sq 942s for another moment you know and then but because i've already you know, gone through 75%, a lot of that weight is taken off for me to go through. And the other thing, too, is, you know, I'm a big believer in the fact that we can't really make decisions unless we can spot patterns, right? And so, like, mm-hmm. I need to look at, okay, so this charge keeps coming up every month. Um, it's costing me $65 to run a mail, you know, a like mail. My brain is collapsing on itself. Um, it's costing me $65 a month for email marketing. Am I making $65? You know what I mean? And I can start to yeah. actually put those pieces together. I put that off for so long and I built it up into the most enormous thing in my brain, you know? And then eventually was able to cross that road. And it's really helpful to have that system in place now. So, yeah, totally. Again, it's that th- in this. This time it's a metaphorical closet, but it's like what we put in the death closet where you like, you know, when you're putting it in there, you're like, see ya, you know, yeah. I think it's just a way, like for me, that was what, that's where I had finance in my head. Um, and it's not like I'm looking at the numbers this year and I'm like, hooray, this is great. But at least I know where I stand. and And in some ways having an objective marker of how I'm actually doing it does help me to combat some of those voices that are like, "Hey, Chris, you're wasting money and you're worthless." You know, I can actually look and be like, "Am I though?" Like, and what I often find is that I am really bad at being horrible to myself for making little purchases and stuff like that. But on the whole, like, I like to think I'm more diligent, you know, than your average person. But I have to be, you know, because I'm. This has like been a crazy year, and I'm. I, I need to make sure that I'm not. Just wasting money left, right, and center. I think if you have money to spend, if you have money at the wazoo, then like waste away, you know. I guess because you can afford to do that, but like I can't, so I'm here. I am, and uh, and I had a really complicated relationship to money before I put my cards on the table. Mm-hmm. To the point where, like, like if we're gonna go for dinner or whatever, we'd spend money on a meal. Like, I don't know. There was probably no amount I was gonna be thrilled to spend, but then it's like. The other side of it is when I know where I stand and, and whether that's okay and so on and so forth. It's kind of like, no, like normal people go out for meals sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like that's, that's part of being human. Like, you know, the extreme version of this is like- Not you can,
1: anymore.
0: You can, yeah. <laughs> <You> can, <laughs> exactly. But the extreme version of this is like, I- lock myself in my house indefinitely and don't do anything don't go out don't spend money you played that game and it wasn't a great one you know so it's like there there is a happy medium and part of that is trying to actually break apart like okay it's not a waste because you're a human being and uh you need certain things like i bought a pair of rollerblades during covid i don't know you could argue it was or wasn't worth it but I'll tell you what I didn't mind rollerblading around some days when I didn't have a lot else to look forward to so 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 in that case I made a decision at that time am I rollerblading every day no did I enjoy rollerblades in the sunshine listening to podcasts yes
1: so I have such a visual of that like I can really just see you like and I can see the smile on your face so I think it was worth it
0: okay well I'm happy I will agree. I will agree with you. <laughs> Continuing on with sort of tips, tricks, this sort of 2nd last segment that uh, we accidentally created like 15 episodes ago and we just roll with now, What, uh, what say you?
1: I would say in doing my research, I came across an article about retail therapy and people often act as if it's something that is frivolent and wasteful and whatever but that this study from the journal of consumer psychology found that it actually did bring people happiness and shopping here's a quote uh shopping was up to 40 times more effective at giving people a sense of control and they were three times less sad compared to those who went shopping but only browsed And basically, you know, there is obviously the extreme of that. People who have a, you know, compulsive shopping or shop, you know, in a way that puts you in debt and then that becomes a different kind of anxiety. But just in general, the occasional purchase when you're feeling stressed as a way of regulating your stress is actually not ineffective and wasteful. Like it's generally actually a fairly positive experience for people, but then people tend to ascribe something negative to it after the fact, even though Mm. in the moment it did make you happy. Anyway, I thought it was an interesting article and the headline had a pun say, bye bye, but like B-U-Y to the blues. And so, you know, I had to, I had to reference it then.
0: Yeah. We'll throw, we'll throw a link to that in the show notes, but that's, that's interesting. Just another fine example of like, all of this stuff has multiple sides that are worth considering. And I really do think part of being kind to yourself is occasionally doing something for yourself Mm -hmm. that you'll appreciate. So, you know, like I have a buddy who's struggling right now and uh, he sent me a video the other day of him, running a bath and throwing a bath ball into it. He's like, I just bought the most badass bath ball off Amazon. And like, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this, you know? And yeah. in that instance, like if that's something that's going to, you know, accent your day in a positive way, then good. And like, it, I, I think it's just, it's not something you want to rely upon, you know, to like, to have that sort of um, that release, you know, where you're like, you yeah. get a high off of purchasing something, but at the same time, too, I'm not like a celibate monk here, you know what I mean? Who's like trying to live a life of like void of pleasure at all costs, you know? So sometimes, like, it's okay, like buy buy the McDonald's and get the freaking apple pie. Sometimes, sometimes we need that more than we know. And mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's like uh, Parks and Rec, you know? It's like treat yourself, you know? Like sometimes you you really do need to treat yourself, especially with anxiety. We're so good at being on the other side of that fence, you know, and being mm-hmm. like, being like, you don't deserve anything, you know, Um, that wasn't, that wasn't a smart decision or whatever. But it's coming back to the that intentionality and being like, well, I was trying to do something nice for myself, because I deserve nice things sometimes.
1: Yeah, I was actually fairly decent at that before COVID and my income collapsed. But I was always very good about like, not thinking of the self-care things that I really valued as wasteful, like massages and things like that. Like I would usually get a massage like once every like month or two or more if I was traveling somewhere where massages were like quite cheap, like Asia. And uh like sorry, I just realized it's like it's a very large continent to just <laughs> say one, one one thing about, but like Southeast Asia or something. Um but uh anyway I was okay about that but now that my money is contracted I've kind of started to second guess every single purchase but then I just randomly go through periods where I'm like no I actually don't care. Yes, I'm going to spend $60 on games and that's fine and whatever. Whatever. I don't care about anything. I'm locked up in this house. What am I going to do?
0: <laughs> yeah. There has there has to be a bit of a bit of whatever. Um, just to make it uh, through this and yeah i'm I'm with you. I'm with you. other tips, tricks, considerations?
1: Yeah, so for people who struggle with their closets, literally, or just in general, like getting rid of stuff that no longer is serving them any purpose and or has like guilt attached. I read that Marie Kondo book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, like several years ago before she had a Netflix show, you know, like the hipster I am. And um, <laughs> I actually found it really helpful at dealing with a lot of like the shame elements of getting rid of purchases. And some of it's a little like foo-foo, you know, like say thank you to the, you know, objects that you're you're getting rid of. But in a way, it was a really helpful exercise for me because I was like, Thank you for making me happy at the time that I bought you, even though I now think that you make me look like a disgusting trash bag. Um, but thank you. You know, <laughs> Of course, there's yeah. always like in my like quote practices of gratitude, there's always a little, a little seasoning of self-loathing in there, but you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, just, just a seasoning. There's, a dash, uh, yeah. there's always, there's always a dash.
1: Acidic splash of self vinegar.
0: Yes, exactly. to go with your what was it collapsing pile of human or whatever yeah, I, <laughs> I forgot yeah. I forgot exactly what it was. that's interesting i it reminds me as well too that like Bree and I are trying to like pare down the things just separating want from need and things like that, and just realizing sometimes like I think I have a little too many clothes or whatever I maybe other people wouldn't think so, but I'm kind of like I think I'm fine with the clothes I have and can get rid of some. And so I try to find some clothes, like for example, that I might've worn to work, but not that much back when I was teaching and donate them to particularly to services um, that, you know, where someone could get better use of them. And in that case, you're ascribing sort of a positive to what could be a negative. So my mom used to work with a non nonprofit based in Toronto that was providing clothes and services and all kinds of things for newcomers to Canada.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: you know, I have no, if I'm having a difficult time for some reason, like parting with clothes because of the wasting money sort of thing, I think it, you know, it, it would be pretty easy for me. It is easy for me to part from that idea that the money was quote unquote wasted. If you know, there's another use that's going to be, there's another function there. Like I'm going to be able to give back. And so I won't go to that place and think, "Oh, I wasted however many dollars in that shirt five years ago, whatever." Because that shirt ideally will go to good use and and better use. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I want to look at more ways that I can maybe do that. You know, and and when I do get a new TV, like what can I do with the old TV where I'm not putting on the curve? Where can I give the things that I'm? giving up or whatever that I feel like I might've, you know, quote wasted money on where I can ensure that I don't feel like it's a waste. If that makes
1: yeah. sense. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, there's always places like women's shelters or, you know, youth mentorship programs for clothes sure. and for like job, like specifically like job interview type clothes. Uh, there's lots of organizations that, that do the, that sort of work. So it's just a matter of finding something like that. I I tend to look like, like here in Bulgaria, Unfortunately, poverty is like quite high. And so um, there are always people looking through, you know, the trash and recycling bins around. So I know that if I put something off to the side, um, you know, and just make it clear that it's not garbage, but just put it in the vicinity um, Mm -hmm. of it, like off to the side, people will always find some use out of it. And uh, like, you know, it won't just go to landfill and it'll hopefully make someone's day a little better. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, that goes for like things that are actually still useful to anyone but you like, you know, don't do that with like, I don't know, like a shirt that you bled all over or something like that can actually go in the trash. But um, you know, being mindful of, you know, people have different levels of like want and need and um, something that may have served you really well a couple of years ago might not serve you well now but it could do well for others but then there are things that will no longer serve anyone well like you know that white shirt with horrible yellow underarm stains like is not gonna
0: yeah do not anyone well.
1: like that you know don't that's for the
0: that's for the closet that's for the death closet
1: <laughs> yeah or the garbage yeah that's for whatever your closet's closet closet is like <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah, <laughs> the deepest abyss you can find in your house put it there <laughs>
0: yes exactly that's uh, that's for the that's for a different layer of hell yeah.
1: find the vortex and yes. chant chant an incantation yeah. Summon jo- a dark demon uh yeah. read
0: everything. sections of john milton's paradise lost and then just you're off <laughs> yeah i think this is actually um you know a good place to end the tips in that it just unless you have something more to say um, actually I'm realizing I have one more thing to say, which is just that, um, maybe the reframing is helpful there. Like I know I bought, a, um, I bought a brand new camera when I was living in Istanbul. And of course, you know, you're wondering, oh, is this going to be worth it? Whatever. And I, I felt like it was pretty worth it right away, but, um, I used that camera to work with, and this is like not painting myself in any, I'm not intentionally painting myself in any light of charitable Chris here. Like I, I could do better, you know, but I. I used the camera to take pictures of the um basically the Syrian refugee crisis was happening. There was eight hundred thousand or a million Syrian refugees in Istanbul at that time, and there was a community center there, so I took some pictures of like the programming at the community center and wrote an article about it. you know in that case, it was just a kind reminder that there are so many things that are more important than money, and so the money that I paid to buy the camera it quickly became like. I stopped thinking of my camera as something I spent money on and started to think about my camera as something I could do good with, you know? And so it was almost like I reframed the physical
1: products. Uh, sorry. I should like be like, screaming upon yeah you
0: know, thank you for
1: refugees Let's yeah i it. really
0: i really appreciate you I derailing
1: I say, sorry <laughs> that,
0: that was a very emotional uh moment for me and you've derailed it so <laughs> all all kidding aside I, I, I don't feel that way allison you're all good i <laughs> i uh i've interrupted many a passionate diatribe of yours so the very last thing i was going to say is just um, as far as wasting money goes I used to buy a lot of books, you know, I don't buy a lot of books now because I just, I, I, especially at this particular moment, I just, I just don't have hundreds of dollars a month to spend on books. So I, I use the library fervently, you know? And so it's like, yeah, I can't own the book and put it on my shelf after, but I put little flags throughout the book as I'm reading it and write notes so that I make sure I take the part of my book with me, you know? And so there can be systems, you can develop systems around, you know, look at, look at something which you might be spending a fair bit of money on and you can, you know, take efforts or make an effort to think about, okay, is there a way you can still, in my case, you know, appreciate books without spending a lot of money on it? You know, Mm -hmm. there's, there, there can be things where it doesn't have to be so cut and dry. It doesn't have to be, well, I can't spend money on books, so I guess I'm done with reading. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be all black and white, but sometimes the anxious brain really likes black and white because it's easier to cope with mentally. Shades of gray and rainbow just make you overwhelmed by all the choices. So sometimes it's very easy to think in just black and white.
0: Yep, I think that's 100% true and very well said. Do you have anything else you want to add?
1: Uh, no, we can move into our wrap up section. Um, so Chris, while I flail around mentally, having not prepared for this moment, despite it being <laughs> flail. Flail. The- <laughs> this, um, what are you patting yourself on the back for in the past week? <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> sorry, flail around mentally. There was something about that. I just really liked. So
1: uh, Flail is one of my favorite words. It just paints such a picture. The word is almost like on a monopoetic in a way, like, even though it actually isn't, it feels like it sounds. Is there a word for that?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think there's potential in it. And I'm happy you said as, um If you can't think of anything to pat yourself on the back for, just pat yourself on the back for the flail imagery along with the use of the word Um, But that whole tangent was just my stall mechanism. So <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will come back on... Uh, course here as far as what i'm patting myself on the back for i'm actually just patting myself on the back for i saw this week i had a friend reach out to me to let me know that uh, we were featured in a pretty sizable newsletter called creative mornings and it's just a newsletter that has like a bunch of links to things you might be interested in but i, I noticed towards the end of the newsletter like well, I didn't really notice. My friend was like, look there. Um, but when I looked <laughs> at, the, at the bottom, I noticed that it said a humorous podcast about anxiety and why laughter is the best medicine. And it was linked to our site. And uh, I'm just patting myself on the back for putting together a podcast that gives us the chance to be featured like that. I don't know. Every time I see something like that, it makes what we're trying to do feel meaningful. And so. I can sometimes get caught up in the, in the little things like, you know, at the start of the episode, before I really get into it, I'm thinking about the 712 things I need to do. And then I get into it and I can, you know, I don't even think about those things. Um, But at the same time too, like these little bits of recognition, they do help to, you know, make me realize that despite the fact that we're not rolling an income from this show, it seems like something we're doing is, is, is leading us, down a good path and uh and the people who are finding our show seem to be enjoying it. So I hope that's the the case. And uh if you are subscribe. Um <laughs> but yeah I guess that's what I'm patting myself on the back for. I don't know if that's like a legit thing I can pat myself on the back for.
1: This is this is a free for all. It's anything goes. Uh so yeah it works.
0: Okay, thanks. Uh what are you patting yourself on the back for? <laughs>
1: um let's see. I got a whiteboard when I cleaned out the office and instead of like letting it depress the shit out of me having my like office failure surrounding me I'm actually kind of like re-motivated to make my workspace a happy place and I created unlike you a to-do list that was actually achievable today and I crossed off okay well I crossed off like four out of the six things, and I'm planning to do one more of the things before uh, signing off for the day. So that's like, for me, that's an A+. Four out of six on a to-do list for me, that's completion. I'm just happy that I'm starting to kind of make my little office space a more positive zone because I've been in a super negative mindset lately. Um, just like with COVID cases skyrocketing and winter reality coming in. And like, even though there's news of a vaccine coming, I still know that realistically, it, that's like six months away, It's like trying to find the silver linings that I can to make the next couple months okay. And um, today I hopefully started a decent relationship with my whiteboard. So let's try to hope that that doesn't quickly turn abusive as my relationships with my planners often do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the thing about the whiteboard that's great is it's very impermanent. If something's really bothering you, you can just
1: wipe it off. Yes, I love that because like my planners, it's almost like a catalog of my failure to do things on certain days. And then like, then there's like a conspicuous absence of several days that like I have absolutely no accountability to anyone but myself, so it doesn't matter, but I still feel guilty about it. So this this time is like, eh, I'm just gonna erase it every single day and put new things on it every single day. And that's fine.
0: That's how I end every day is I, I like recalibrate the list and get it ready for tomorrow and then I wake up with some direction. So it's it's good. I also would like to think that uh even though it's probably not the case but i'd like to think the picture i posted of kotu on my lap with the whiteboard in the background partially inspired inspired this it
1: did it did actually like not even joking i was like i wasn't planning on taking one of the whiteboards home because i really don't have a great place for it like it's not like wall mounted or anything it's literally just like sitting on the because it's quite big it's like the size of a tabletop so like i don't really have a place for it to hang um and also the design of it. it it's the kind of design that could only be made in Bulgaria. And until you've bought a significant amount of things in this country, I don't think you'll understand what that means, but basically it, it can never be hung again, except through black magic because <laughs> it's designed so poorly. Like, like the last apartment that we lived in, the bathroom drain was in the highest part of the bathroom in in bulgaria a lot of the times the bathrooms are the shower itself and so we would just have a permanently wet floor that would never drain this was clearly made here so i can never hang it so it'll just like be sitting on the ground next to me <laughs> but that's okay it still works
0: i can <laughs> i can hear you because i hear you i hear you turn away from the mic as you're looking at it confronting it <laughs> <You>. sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's hilarious okay well we don't want to make you anxious again as you go down the rabbit hole of uh bulgarian products so <laughs> i am
1: anxious about bulgarian products though
0: that's an episode that would have to be solo <laughs> because <laughs> i am not anxious about bulgarian products
1: not even rakia oh
0: yeah i mean i'm not anxious about that that excites me <laughs> although hangovers make me anxious the idea of being hungover so that's that's an episode down the line
1: yeah
0: as well Alrighty.
1: well we'll add that into our list and yep. we will sign off here
0: oh i see you i got in there list. before you huh right. <laughs> 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 we just had a,
1: <laughs> we had a little google google doc race
0: <laughs> yeah and i won <laughs> that's- that's how we keep things exciting. All right. Well, thank you guys, everyone, for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and uh, and that helped you feel better about money in general. We are not financial planners. but <laughs>
1: No, and anyone who thinks we are, yikes. Yeah,
0: bigger problems than anxiety. But yeah. uh, anyways, thank you guys. Thank you guys, everyone, for tuning in. We'll catch you next week.
1: All right. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good one.